This episode is sponsored by Gvoke Hypopen, glucagon injection. Gvoke Hypopen is an emergency glucagon for very low blood sugar in a convenient auto injector that is available in two pre-measured doses for adults and children. I've partnered with Gvoke before, and I've been working with Zeris Pharmaceuticals since 2018. I even interviewed their CEO back in March 2020. If you want to hear that interview with Zeris President and CEO Paul Edick from March 2020, check out episode 143 of Diabetics Doing Things. I'm also really careful not to promote products that I don't personally use, and I have used Gvoke Hypopen for very low blood sugars before. I've told this story on this podcast before, and I'm convinced that if you are on insulin, you should have emergency glucagon around just in case of a very low blood sugar. And I use Gvoke Hypopen. Gvoke shouldn't be used in patients with, and bear with me here, pheochromocytoma or insulinoma. Visit gvokeglucagon.com risk for more information. This announcement is especially important now because you may have heard that there are glucagon products being discontinued, such as Eli Lilly's Glucagon Emergency Kit. So, make sure that your prescriptions for glucagon are up to date by asking your doctor about Gvoke Hypopen glucagon injection. For more details and important safety information, visit gvokeglucagon.com. I also want to address that I will not promote pharmaceutical products without the opportunity to promote patient assistance programs, because if my listeners can't access glucagon, how can they use it to treat their very low blood sugar? So if you visit the savings and support tab on gvokeglucagon.com, you can get a $25 coupon for patients on commercial insurance plans. And there is a contact form to fill out for people not on commercial plans. We've linked gvokeglucagon.com and the savings and support resources in the show notes, as well as the important safety information. So thank you to Zeris Pharmaceuticals for your support of selling the amazing stories of people with diabetes all over the world at Diabetics Doing Things. Let's get to the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Diabetics Doing Things. We're telling the amazing stories of people with diabetes from all over the world and returning to the podcast. He's still the most recent person in the NBA to play in the NBA with type 1 diabetes, Mr. Gary Forbes. Welcome back to the show, man. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be back. Well, man, you've been busy since since you were last on the pod. I went back and looked. It was uh, it was about this time of year. It was in 2018. We we're going into 2019. And I was psyched, bro, because like 10 years, you know, it's been, you know, 15 years almost now since you were playing for the Nuggets and I was in college in Colorado Springs playing basketball. And seeing you in the NBA was like, man, there's somebody out there doing what I want to do with diabetes. And that just gave me so much, so much hope, man. So I'm always hyped to have you back. Uh, then you were, you're about to go play overseas in Saigon, I believe was you're about to go over there. And, and now obviously like post post pandemic, you know, a couple of years have gone by. What, what are you up to, man? How are things? Well, now, uh, currently I'm an author. I, I, this is my, my second act in my, uh, you know, in my journey, this life. You know, it was a, it was a, I guess it was a grind, um, you know, getting to this stage, uh, I have this comic series, Soul Survivors that said to come out three weeks and, you know, it was just, it was a new, new challenge for me. And, you know, it, it, it got me excited every day. It was something that placed that same passion that I had for basketball and finding my purpose. Yes. And I'm we're I'm psyched to talk about Soul Survivors. We're going to talk about that uh, a ton today because you even brought it up to me last time or, or like over the years we've been talking and keeping in touch about you know your journey and kind of transitioning from uh, athlete to author. 
And I'd love to know, even just like personally, like there's a lot of routines that go with like getting to that pro level. And like, you know, I, you, you were always like sharing your workouts and like all work is easy work. Did you apply that same all work is easy work to being an author? Because you got to get, get up every day and, you know, return to the page and keep, and keep writing and keep, you know, fine tuning and getting everything ready. How did you, uh, did you apply that mentality to, to writing as well? Yeah, I did, man. You know, when I first you know, came up with the whole concept of some survivors and started writing, you know, I've always been a good writer. Um, you know, even in college, I was great at writing essays and all these reports and things like that. So the skill was, was there, but, you know, writing a comic series for, you know, the world to see was a, was a whole different, um, different aspect of it. You know, I started four years ago with this in 2018 and, you know, I thought it was going to be like, all right, I'll write the book, you know, 10 chapters and, you know, it's a book next month or something like that. But, you know, over time, just things getting better and sharpening and, and editing and things like that and new concepts coming to mind, I was able to grow to what it is now and seeing where it started four years ago to now, it's, it's like, I, I put my 10,000 hours in, you know, you have to put you know, 10,000 hours to, you know, to become a professional or something. And for, you know, year four to, I kind of calculated it, how many hours I really spent a day and it you know, added up to around 10,000 hours and wow. I've done it and then it, it feels amazing. So you're seeing it now like four years of work and now three weeks away at, at time of recording, it's December 8th right now, we're going to publish this next week. So you know, you'll, by the time the public is hearing this, like two weeks away from the release, how does it feel? It, it's amazing, man. Um, you know, just where I've, I've been around so much and I've talked to people year after year from, from it being just an idea in my head to it being on paper illustrated and, you know, I have content and videos out and things like that. Just seeing that, that growth from, you know, from my mind, from my, from, you know, my dream or my, my aspirations and, and finding a purpose to, you know, to paper and, you know, all over the world, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good feel of accomplishment and just, just knowing that, you know, the same, the same uh, routine that I did with persevering and, and fighting to become a basketball player is the same, you know, skill set and the same routine I did with this. Man, I, I've been also reading, I, you know, we were talking a little bit before we started recording. I've been reading a lot more the last couple of weeks, uh, getting back in my routines and it's consistency. You know, everything is everything. Like how do you approach one thing uh, is, is how you approach everything. And, you know, so yeah, whether it's sports or, or a creative outlet or advocacy efforts or just personal goals, like showing up and keeping the work going is the only way to make it happen. T talk to me a, a little bit more about that though. Like that transition of like, did you, cause, cause you're not, are you officially retired? Are we calling it that? Or are we, are, you know, are we just saying, you know, you might show up to open run and like shut it down, but, uh, like, are we officially, you know, you're not, you're not, uh, looking to join teams anymore. No, nah, no, nah, definitely not looking to join teams. But I hope, I hope every Saturday, man, I hope every Saturday. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a new, new life for me, but you know, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's something that I know I was put, you know, here to do. Yeah. And, 
you know, it re- it actually really replaced that same love and, and joy and passion that I had best, which. Right. So like you're now like you got to wake up and, you know, there's nobody cheering for you in the morning, just like just like it was when you're up running on the track or running bleachers in the morning for for preparing to play basketball. So what was that like for you? Like, you know, now are, is, is it is it just the same kind of approach, just in a different way? Uh, how have you, you know, just, I don't know you said that you've been a writer for a while and that you've always kind of been drawn to it. How does it make like the, how is it different? How, how is Gary Forbes today different than Gary Forbes, the athlete? Like four years ago or five years ago when I was thinking, all right, you know, my career coming towards and, you know, not getting obviously the same deals anymore and getting older and you new book of talent is coming in and you know i understand the game of basketball um the business side of it and i was you know just thinking like i right, what do i do next and you know a lot of athletes do you know have that issue and, and and what's the next act and you know i was i i do love basketball but something didn't something didn't like drive me to you know become a coach or a trainer or something like that and I knew I wanted to leave a legacy behind. I knew I wanted to make an impact and a joy on, you know, inspiring and helping people. And I wanted to use, I guess, my disability, I guess, and, you know, show all the, you know, perseverance and the, the difficult times that I was able to overcome with the mindset that I have and, and just the, the joy and the passion of just living life, long through life. I love that. And when you talk about like a legacy, I know watching your videos recently, I see a lot of comments from other uh, people living with diabetes and and their parents as well. Like, Hey, my, you know, my son or my daughter looks up to you for what you've done. Like how, how connected are you? Or like, what is that like for you? Like in this stage to see not only like it's, it's your, your previous accomplishments, but also your present uh, and future, like as a, as an author and storyteller, like seeing those come together and impact people. Man, like, I remember I've always talked to friends and, you know, they always, they always told me, you know, I have a story to tell. I've never been, you know, that outspoken of having diabetes just as, you know, at the time when I was becoming a professional basketball player, it wasn't something that's talked about. There wasn't a podcast out, you know, it was something that was like a secret. And it was like, if you had this, you know, you were kind of like, looked look you know look down on it look less on yeah let's let's call it what it is there's a lot of stigma around diabetes that affects people of all abilities and disabilities it, it really does right and you know it was something that you know I, I i struggle with to you know to be open about you know especially in college you know, I, I used to go to run to the bathroom and you know either check my sugar or give myself injections you know because i didn't want anyone asking questions or feeling you know bad about what I have, I, you know, I wanted to be a normal college student and, you know, being accepted just like everyone else with no questions about my, my health. And, you know, you know, having diabetes, you kind of want to feel like you have it in control because it's your body. No one understands what you're going through and, you know, you get moody sometimes and things like that. So Wait, I need to talk to you about this because I did the same. I do the same thing. I think like now as an older, like more mature guy, I can say like, oh, well, that's because you feel attacked, you know, and you know, when you're like, but I remember some of my worst diabetes moments were 
when I had to like come out of a practice or I felt like I, I felt like my team was doing something like a conditioning day or something without me. And I like, you know, we're sitting around later and I know they're all like, come on, Rob, like you didn't even go through half, half the session. And I was like, I feel bad. I'm like, I wish, I wish I could tell you guys like what this is about, but I also don't want to make it about me. Uh, and it's, it can, it's tough, man. I think it's good to talk about this stuff. They don't, we don't hear, we, you know, we, we are quick to celebrate and my, myself included, like you doing it at the highest level, but it's also just so normalizing. It feels so good to hear you say like, yeah, I had some bad days uh, on that path. Right. Right. I did. I did, man. And, um, I think those, those, those bad days, I guess it grew me and made me just more I'm just knowledgeable about you know, things that, that people go through through life. You know? Even though diabetes is something that's different from everybody, like me and you might have the same exact meal this, at the same exact time and our blood sugar levels will be different, you know, in an hour or so, which is crazy. I, it's, it's sometimes. And then, then we could do the same thing tomorrow and our numbers would be different. <laughs> it's like, that's mind boggling. So, and you know, it's something that, you know, I feel with what I'm doing, uh, you know, I can help so many people because, uh, you know, I've been, I've been through everything. I've, I've had, I've been in a diabetic coma. I've had so many low blood sugar episodes, you know, I've been in the hospital various times, but as you know, like having that, having that, that energy or an emotion of, of feeling down about yourself can't, you know, hurt, you know, hurt your yourself as a diabetic and yep. had that. And I think that's what's that, I guess, nonchalant or hopeful attitude uh, about life and, and, and just focusing on the positive, I think has helped me a lot. Just a reminder that this episode is brought to you by Gvoke Hypopen Glucagon Injection. If you are a person on insulin or sulfonylureus, you should have glucagon. Gvokypopen is a glucagon auto injector for very low blood sugar that can be used in just two steps. Whenever I have a very low blood sugar, I'm glad that I have Gvoke. Talk to your endo or visit gvokeglucagon.com today. Well, I think being able to, and I think you talked about your mindset earlier, being able to take the negative with the positive and not let either one get you too high or too low. Um, but I mean, well, it, it's hard and it's practice, right? So and like, that's the difference to me. Uh, you know, people talk about, you said 10, 10,000 hours to be a professional. I totally agree. But also like the difference between an amateur and a professional is like when you got no inspiration, when you have no energy, when you have no reason to show up, you show up anyway. Uh, and so, you know, when I see, you know, professional diabetics, like, you know, people are like, you know, this low blood sugar hurt, but it's not going to stop me. Uh, this high blood sugar sucks, but I'm going to continue to go and, and do what I, and fight for what I want. So. I promise there's a transition in here somewhere to these superheroes. So, uh, the soul survivors, this story, they, all these people are different and it's not just people with diabetes. There's other chronic illnesses represented and they are this unit. So tell us like, what are, what are we going to find here in the next couple of weeks? Well, I, I always loved comics, uh, books growing up, TV comic series, X-Men, Power Rangers, Conan, and all those things growing up. So, you know, I wanted to do something that, you know, I love it and enjoy as well as use it as an inspiration. And, you know, I, I know that there's millions of diabetics 
out there. And I knew that my reach was, you know, is I have a platform to speak and I wanted to, you know, make it a very impactful story and having this, it's unfortunately this, uh, uh, pandemic of, you know, children with so many of these chronic illnesses, cerebral palsy, um, autism, um, leukemia, lymphoma, and all these things that I'm introducing in a book and there's so many great people that have done great things with these, you know, despite you know, having these health challenges. And I wanted to, you know, show children, you know, how to have that strong mindset, despite, you know, having these, uh, you know, these, these stigmas and, you know, it's something that I'm excited about every day, especially seeing parents that, you know, are reaching out to me and, and thanking me for, for doing this and, and, and the way that I'm doing it. And I'm feeling so excited about this. And I know that it's going to be a very impact, impactful story. Well, you know, you see with kids, like you, it's so interesting. Like, oh, I don't know where some, somewhere in like adolescence or adulthood, we start to like get af afraid and like we start to look at ourselves differently. But like kids are so quick to accept each other. And so, you know, when I look at, like a diabetes camp, uh, and I, I haven't been back uh, since the pandemic, but I'm hopeful to go uh, and, and visit a couple of camps here in the future. But at a diabetes camp, there's, uh, you know, 500 kids there and they all have diabetes. And so right off the bat, like there's no, everybody already knows what the other ones, you know, at least on a surface level going through. Um, and you see them kind of help each other and influence each other. And it's all on this like platform of support and acceptance. So I'm so excited for people who aren't aware of some of these other, you know, chronic illnesses that, like you said, are affecting millions of, of young people in the world. Uh, I hope that the results that, you know, we're not going to be able to see one-to-one, uh, -one, but there will be someone somewhere living with one of these diseases. And I'll pick diabetes for, as an example, just for this podcast, but somebody has encountered your story and your comic book and they are able to meet somebody later with diabetes and immediately they can say, you know, Hey, I, I connected, I can connect with you. I know a little bit about you through this story and Hey, I'm not going to treat you differently. I'm, I, I'm going to accept you as you are. And I think that like those little micro interactions can start big time, like make a huge difference. I used to talk about on the podcast a lot, the first 15 minutes of your diagnosis can set you up for success or failure for the next year, because it's just a long learning curve and you got to know it's like not your fault and like, you're not alone. But if you don't hear that right away, you know, it might be a really tough road. So I'm psyched for, you know, the roads that are going to get smoothed out and the good things that are going to happen from this book. Um, it's crazy that you said the first 15 minutes of being diagnosed, I remember it. I was in the trainer's office and he rolled down the blinds and, you know, I was kind of like, all right, what does this guy about to tell me? <laughs> like, why, you know, why can't I see everybody anymore? And, you know, he said, you got to tell you one diabetes and, you know, they're going to send me to the nurse to, you know, practice, you know, being able to take injections and needles. And I was just like, okay. You know, they told me that I had to take like a week off of practice just to get you know, acclimated. And I'm thinking like, all right, this is, you know, why does this feel serious? But, I you know, I'm in college, I'm, I'm 19 years old. I'm thinking about trying to become a pro basketball player and it, you know, it just went in one ear and out the other. And I know other people don't have that same experience or uh, maybe that same mindset, but 
I just thought about it like, all right, I have diabetes. I've seen my father, you know, with it and, and live with it. All right, let's, you know, let's go. Like, what, what, what do I need to do? You know, what, you know, steps do I need to take to, you know, not only be at the highest level playing basketball, but able to manage, uh, you know, living with diabetes. And it's, it's been an experience every year, you know, of either, you know, gotten better or sometimes, you know, things, you know, go the other way and it, it's a learning curve and with just, just with life, like it's almost like living, uh, living two lives. Like, you know, you got to grow up and learn the learning curve, uh, being out in the real world as well as every day living with diabetes and it's something different every day, which is, which is an believable kind of thing to live with. And, you know, sometimes it feels personal too, like, right. Like right when you're the most tired or like you're, you're the most like at the end of your rope, like an alarm will go off or you're like, you'll feel a little blood sugar coming on or you'll just be like, all right, come on. Like <laughs> this is just too, it's, the timing is too perfect. Right. It's, it's, it's crazy. And I think the, the biggest thing about soul survivors that I feel is everyone knows someone with one of these health challenges is, and that's the connection and, and removing the stigma from being able to see people with these things and being able to know about it and understand what they're going through with there's no judgment and, you know, everyone feels included in, in, in this life. When you look back. And you think about like those moments, those highs and those lows, like today you shared a note that you wrote yourself and you talked about it on, on the last time that you were on the show and it's on that Marriott scratch pad. So, you know, for you, like you talked, we talked a lot about mindset. I think it's so clear, like the way that you're able to handle, you know, highs and lows of life and highs and lows of diabetes without judgment. How do you, you know, where does that come from? Is that like you mentioned your, your father and I know he lives, he lives with diabetes and was an Olympian with diabetes before, you know, we had the tech that we have today, uh, a real, real, you know, a pioneer. And like, wh where does that attitude come from? Where does that mindset come from? I think it, it honestly comes from him. Um, you know, he always gave me these cliche sayings and mind over matter. And it, it truly resonates with me because they kind of make me feel good. I came up with this this quote and saying, oh, doubt your doubt before you doubt your faith. And it, it kind of pays no dividends to, uh, you know, doubt yourself if you haven't even tried. And I've always had that optimistic view on everything that I do. You know, I always think I could do it. Even if we were playing the number one team in the country and we, our record was one in 16. Uh, like, I honestly believe that, you know, we can beat this team or honestly believe that, you know, every year I'm going to get better as a diabetic or, you know, it's just anything like, you know, writing this book, I've written it down four years ago that I, I'm going to be a New York Times bestseller for this comic series. And it's, you know, why not? Um, you know, Russell Westbrook has that saying, like, why not? So, you know, I, I feel the same way. Why not try to be, you know, the best that you can be? Sometimes you fail and every, you know, failure is a part of, you know, success. And, you know, I've always felt that. Well, and I think what it really comes down to is like, you know, you don't average close to 30 points a game in college without that mentality. You know what I mean? Uh, that's a shooter's mentality. That's a bucket getter. So, you know, the way I was talking to my wife about it the other day, cause she was having a, a hard time with like a particular project and 
And, you know, she didn't grow up playing like sports. And so this is kind of like the, my, my pitch for an advocacy for sports. And like, you learn lessons, you learn how to win, you learn how to lose, you learn how to put that effort out. And you also learn that the best opportunity, like the best outcome is still possible. So, you know, when you're visualizing that and your words have power, you know, you used to do, you know, you go to a camp and somebody come in and be like, imagine yourself shooting a basketball. It's like, well, did you make it or miss it in your mind? And it's like, in, in my mind, it was always going in. Like, I didn't understand why I would look at it. You know, the, the point is to put it in. So, yeah, I, I believe there's superpower in the words and, the, and the attitudes. And that is why I, I love people when people play sports, because you learn. You learn how to fail. You learn how to suck. You learn how to be a beginner and work your way through it and apply yourself and learn how to love something even when it's hard. And I think that's uh, valuable, valuable lessons. And, you know, now I'm making it off my soapbox. So speaking of sports. Your your life as a diabetes athlete is not completely over uh, because you played in the basketball tournament, which uh, for those who are not real hoop heads is a awesome tournament that started up about five, six years ago uh, and has had a million dollar prize. I think it's like a two million dollar prize now. Uh, and a lot of like uh, college teams get their alumni together and now charities are getting involved in team defeat diabetes put their first team together this year and you were a signature member i think you were the only member who lived with type one if i'm not mistaken yes yes that was that's true for sure it was a, it was an honor for adults to even call me you know i've been retired i guess now for three years or so and you know it's something i couldn't even you know, turn down because it was for obviously for a great cause and you know i just felt connected to what they you know what they stood for what what I'm going through and, and the message that it would show to any child living with or anybody living with diabetes that that you can still do great things and you know just representing them made me feel great. Uh, I was honored and you know I can't wait to go again next year. I gotta stay in shape, so I, I gotta <laughs> I gotta up my my basketball workouts. From every the, Saturday. Those Saturday workouts, I feel bad for those guys that are that are tying lacing them up next to you, just getting off their nine to five for the weekend, and they got to pick up Gary Forbes in in the pickup game. That's tough. Well, man, give us the plug. Where can we find in a couple of weeks? Uh, what's our official release date, and where can we find Soul Survivors? Uh, we're looking at uh, three weeks from today. Um, the first uh, volume will be on Amazon, um, you know, for the Christmas holidays. And in January, we'll be selling them on our site, www.thesoulsrivers.com. And after, I think, March, we'll be releasing volume two. There's uh, seven volumes in the first book series. So... You know, it's a, it's a, it's a great story. It's a great series. And uh, I was so excited to, you know, just to show the world and show so many people, you know, the inspiration that these characters can give powers that they possess, you know, the daily struggles that they go through, uh, living with these health challenges and, you know, just overcoming them through, you know, through perseverance and, you know, just that, that, that sense of hope for like a better tomorrow because, you know, every day is a new challenge and, you know, every day you have to wake up with that same fighting attitude and, and, and really go after it. And I can't, so my, my, my favorite series, my favorite series is, uh, book two. So, you know, you guys are going to have to, you know, read along and, and, and get, get introduced to these characters. They're, they're a great team. They're a great inspiration. And, um, I can't wait for everyone to meet them. 
Well, we are very excited for you, man, and very excited to see the Soul Survivors. Uh, so we will be sure to include the link in the show notes. But man, Gary Forbes, thanks so much for coming back on the pod, man. He's Gary Forbes on Instagram with the underscore afterwards. So give him a follow on there and support fellow type ones who are going out and uh, doing their creative projects, man. I'm, I'm super hyped for you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you.